Welcome to the study of God's Word, recorded live from Calvary Chapel in Aurora, Colorado. To learn more about the many resources available through Abounding Grace Media, visit us online at calvaryaurora.org or download our free app on all platforms. And now, let's open our Bibles and study God's Word. So I, I have to share something. Uh, you guys, you know, my name is Avant Ramsey. I'm one of the associate pastors here at the church. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, that humbles me, but, but I, I give all praise and glory to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ just to be able to stand here tonight. So I, I have to call out, I'm, I'm gonna let you in on my family. Uh, my wife, uh, she told me tonight that I better not cry. <laughs> and I told her, I says, you know I'm a crier. And sometimes I say things. And the Holy Spirit speaks to my heart and reveals my heart through tears. And so I apologize to my wife if I cry. <laughs> but I favor men that cry because that doesn't mean that we're weak. That means that we are humble from where we come from. Amen. Uh, <clears throat> so guys, you know, I, 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 I oversee, uh, I, 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 I'm a prayer warrior. I just keep it straight. I mean, I'm shooting straight from the hips. I'm a prayer warrior and uh, I oversee, here we go. I oversee uh, the prayer ministries here. Uh, we've seen things grow here, uh, not by our own accord, but just why, how the, the Lord has just brought us a mighty long way, as the old saints used to say, and uh, I'm grateful. <clears throat> I want to share something with you before I uh, get into our message. It's a uh, quote from Pastor Chuck Smith, and I... I I've listened to this uh, maybe 10 or 20 times, and uh, I, I believe it's something that the Lord wants us to hear tonight. So this is Chuck Smith. There's a spiritual conflict that is raging in the universe around us. It is a war of good against evil. And the prize is the control of men's minds. And, and uh, be, in the beginning, let me, let me emphasize, ladies, that when I say men, I'm not talking about just men. We're talking about men, women, boys, and girls. So just because you hear me say men, don't say he's not talking about me. I, we're talking about uh, mankind. So, and the prize is, is the control of men's mind. He says, thus, you are in the battle, whether you like it or not. All of us are. And your life will either be controlled by evil or by good. It's up to us. There are powerful forces that seek to control your mind for evil. That's a good place to say amen. And then 
There are superior forces that seek to control our minds for good. In closing, but the war is raging, and you are part of it, church. You feel the effects of it every day, and it's raging for the control of men. I thought that was really fitting for what I'm speaking on tonight because I'm speaking on the subject of prayer. And, and it's not going to be prayer uh, pertaining to uh, our regular ways of praying, but it's uh, coming from the book of First Timothy, uh, the second chapter, if you would, please. And it's titled... Actually, it has to do with praying for all people. And that's, that's what's been on my heart. Uh, I, I want to get away from being selective in our prayers. And so the Lord spoke to my heart about uh, Paul speaking to Timothy about prayer. Let me begin. Chapter 2, verse 1. He says, Therefore, I exhort. And I, I wanted to, to substitute another word for that, is that he, he urges us strongly. First of all, he says, the, he says, before we do anything, the number one thing he wanted us to do, first, before we get up to go work out in the morning, before we grab our coffee, before we're off to work, he is saying, I want you to do this first. And, and what was it that he wanted us to do? He says that supplications, that prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for a couple of men. Is that what your word says? For one or two guys down the block. No, he says he wanted us to pray for all men. And anybody that's been in this church for any length of time knows Pastor Ed says, all means all. Everyone. I, 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 I kind of was playing around with those words, <clears throat> uh, supplications. It was a humble request for the person that was praying. Prayer, a full attention, our full attention given to God, our time of communications with God. It was a time for pouring out our souls before the Lord. The Lord is, we're being asked to pray like this. Intercessions. That we would intercede for others. That's what he wanted us to do, guys. To give thanks. And it's an expression of gratitude. It's our way of saying thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. It was simple. The Lord wants us to pray for all men and women, to pray for all the conditions of men to be offered. 
And I wrote, the, I wrote this. It says, what does that mean? And this is my answer. This is a call for all sorts of prayers for all sorts of people. You know, what, why, Avant, where are you going with that right there? And as I look at places that we've been on mission trips, as I look at the condition of our city, as I look at the condition of our country, as I look outside of our borders, from time to time, it looks like that uh, the enemy is after every human heart. All right. You guys have seen the news lately, and, and you can probably imagine what's going on every day. Every day, it's something that startles us, and then the next day, we're even startled more. And, and so as a result of this right here, the, it, man doesn't have a remedy unless we fall to our knees. And, and, and this is what Paul's message to the church is right now. I, I, I like to move it from, from here to 2018 and say, that, how does that apply, apply to us? The word is pray. The word is to give honor to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and to ask. We need to get back to basics, Christian. We need to get back to prayer time in our homes. And, and I'm, not, I'm not throwing anyone under the bus. I'm suggesting that we open up uh, our prayer closets and go into them and use them. We need to get back, and I know this, this is not going to set well. We need to get back to attending prayer meetings. I, I'm not going to ask a show of hands, but how many of us have been to an afterglow at our church? And I, we're not condemning anyone. We're just saying that this is a time, uh, Pastor Ed calls it a believer's meeting. And uh, my invitation to our church is that we wouldn't neglect that anymore. That we would begin to carve time out for God in our lives. The title of, of, uh, of this message is, Who Needs Prayer? That's kind of play on words right there. Uh, because the believer would say, who needs prayer? I got money in my pocket. I got a nice job, I live in a nice house. Who needs prayer? And then, for what we know of that happens in our lives, the things that happen in and around us, we would say it like this, Lord, who needs prayer tonight? <laughs> you know, here's my heart, guys. Again, if don't take anything personal, uh, but at the end of our services, when the prayer team and the pastors are up at the altar, and uh, the last thing is, if you need prayer, come up to the front. Uh, we, have, we have a tendency to let time get in our way. And we, we know that we're in need of prayer, but I, I need to get somewhere. And, and it, things shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like that, guys, uh, because you have men and women that are, are ready to, to lay hands upon uh, you or concern that you may have. 
to pray with you. I can think off the, the top of my hand, just talking in the sanctuary, I met one sister that had been five months out with cancer that was back in the church tonight. I, I'm sure that someone had been praying for her. I, I remember there was laying upon hands of born, uh, at the last afterglow of a young lady that was just hurting. And there was a time and a need to call for prayer. There have been marriages that have been under attack in our church, and they don't need just for them to go to their prayer closet, but they, it's a time for the church to say, I'll pray with you. I read recently, why do most of us fail so miserably in prayer? And, and this includes me. There are times when I wake up and really I just don't feel like it. I think, and this is the author speaking, I think we should all admit, both to ourselves and to others, without any question, that prayer is difficult for all of us. We're all in the same club. The difficulty lies in the very act of praying. Listen to this. To pray, comma, really to pray. And there's a difference. It reminds me of back in the days when, when, I, was a, when, I, when I played college ball, uh, we always expected for the coach to throw out several balls and just let us run up and down the court and play like we wanted to play. But the first thing that the coach wanted his team to do was to get in shape. And so he would throw out one ball for 12 guys to uh, entertain themselves with because we would be running more wind sprints than anything else. You see, we have to get in shape to pray just as we did anything else uh, that involved physical exercise. He says to pray really to pray is what is difficult for us. It's just difficult. It feels like too much of an effort. It's just too much practice, Lord. I just don't feel like working that hard today. There's a solution to this last comment. This is coming from my heart, so I'll share this one with you. It's for free. I'm glad you guys are laughing, man, because you're making me think that you guys are tight today. And you, know, you don't have to be tight, man. You guys are buds. You guys are my buds, and, and we're going to keep this light, okay? Amen. The solution to facing difficulty in our prayers. Guard your time with Jesus Christ. I, I, uh, I would say I've said that at least a hundred times this year to, to young couples, uh, to couples who have came, to come up to me that have uh, been in need of prayer, uh, to our trips down to U-Turn for, uh, for Christ in Colorado Springs. Guard 
guard your time with Jesus Christ. That is to say that, you know, from 7 to 7.30 is my time with the Lord. And please don't infringe upon that time. Remember that time in, in Mark? In the begin- I think it's Mark 1.37. Let me just stay. Let me just get that for you right quick. Uh, check this out. Mark 1, I'll read it for you. Verse 35, he says, Now in the, be- in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he, meaning Jesus, went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he Pray. Let me give you this as well. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. They couldn't find him. And when they found him, they said to him, everyone is looking for you. Sometimes you're going to have to move away when you know that you're going to be interrupted in your prayer time. Guard your prayer time. Amen? It's okay. Pray for a desire to read God's Word. Open your, open your Word. Ask God. If, if, we're, if we're struggling, ask God for a desire to pray. Lord, in, in, uh, in Luke, I believe it's 11, the disciples had heard Jesus pray They had never heard anyone pray like that. And they asked him, Lord, teach me how to pray. It's okay to ask the Lord when you're on your knees to teach me how to pray. Sometimes it might be the kid that grew up in your neighborhood that you've seen grow up, and now he's running with the wrong people. Sometimes it may be the marriage that you've seen that couple get married, and, and, and they're just not doing well right now. It could be anything, any day. Lord, teach me how to pray today. Listen to this word of encouragement. Praying people and Bible reading people are the same kind of people. We're the same kind of people, guys. The God of the Bible and the God of prayer are one. God speaks to man in the Bible. And man speaks to God in prayer. Would you like for me to say that again? God speaks to man in our word and man speaks to God in our prayers. One reads the Bible to discover God's will and prays in order to receive power to do that will. Can I give you an example? If we pray for someone that's an alcoholic or a drug addict and they walk away and say that I'll I'll try to do it, 
then we haven't done what we intended to do when we prayed for that person. Because uh, it's the will of God that you eliminate drug and alcohols right here where we pray. Even if it's the way it was for me when he delivered me, one step at a time, moment by moment. Lord, I, I need you every minute, not a half an hour from here, Lord, because I may become tempted within a half an hour. But Lord, if you just give me the strength moment by moment, and when I'm weak, I'll call upon you. And you'll hear me. That's from Brother E.M. Bounds. The desire to pray is, 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 is so powerful, guys. Uh, I have to call a shout out. Uh, you know, when we're in prayer, when there's services on Sundays, first and second service, uh, the, the men are in the prayer room for the first service, right there. If you go through those doors right there in that glass, you'll see guys around the table, they're in prayer. And you're invited, men. You're invited to come in that room anytime you want. There is no application to fill out. Uh, you don't have to meet any requirements. We just ask that you don't jump off the walls and bark like a dog. That's a joke. <laughs> just don't, just do everything decent and in order for the Lord. And then we come out of the prayer room, and then the ladies come in for the second service. And ladies, you're invited to come into that glass room. And sometimes it's just a knock and, hey, would you pray for me? Would you pray for me? I mean, so many times we've, we've heard people just, hey, man, would you pray for me? I, I'm going into chemo. My, something's wrong with my family. And, and you know, it's, the, it's good that the door is open, but you know what? We want you with us. We, we want you to pray for those things that we don't know anything about. We want you in there praying for your neighborhood, for the things that are happening in your city, for the things that are happening within your church that you may know about that we don't know anything about. Pastors need to be prayed for as well. And the church is supposed to pray for the pastors and their families. Any man is capable of stumbling. And so we, 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 we ask for your prayers. Hey, can you turn to Luke 22? Chapter 22 of Luke. I'm gonna take you uh, to a very special place for me. Uh, when we were in Israel, uh, I was given the opportunity to, to uh, to share uh, with our group that went to Israel uh, in February of this year, I was given the opportunity by my pastor to, uh, to speak in the Garden of Gethsemane. And uh, this might be the moment when, when my wife gets mad at me because I might weep. But you guys are with me and just tell her, hey, cut them some slack. Luke 22, let me get there. I, uh, I was led to, I, I, I went through all three Gospels uh, pertaining to this, and this was a little short because I didn't want to run out of time. And 
It was Jesus and the disciples in the prayer of, in, the, uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane. The prayer. And let me read it for you, and then we'll come back. Coming out, he, meaning Jesus, he went to the Mount of Olives, as he was accustomed, and his disciples also followed him. Church, we follow Jesus. Let's just imagine uh, before this unfolds that we're in our own gardens of Gethsemane. We're there. And we're following Jesus. And when he came to the place, when Jesus came to that place, he said to them, pray. Speak to the Lord that you may not enter into temptation. When he speaks about temptation, I wrote, Lord, help us not to re enter into any temptation during this time of testing. When, when we enter into that time of temptation, it's a time of testing. It's enticing to evil. As a side note, I wrote, temptation isn't invited. That is to say, we don't open up the door to temptation. It has a way of sneaking up on you before you realize it. Before I knew it, officer, I had too many drinks and I got behind the wheel. I, I don't know how it happened. That's temptation. And the Lord says, pray that we would not enter into that. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed. That was important to me because I imagine in the sanctuary that the last person at the, in the row, if I knelt down, you would know exactly what I was doing. So the disciples knew exactly what he was doing. Some commentary said that they overheard him praying. And usually that's a sign when someone is in prayer like this, as Jesus was, it's a sign for us to be in prayer with him. It's, it's not a time to walk past and say, oh, something must be upon her heart. Something must be bothering him. I hope it gets taken care of. Jesus was just asking, pray with me. In our garden of, of Gethsemane, he is asking us, come pray with me. As he is praying, verse 42, Father, if it is your will, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Man, you know, to me, that's, that's a hard prayer, guys. That's like, that's hard, man. To know that you're about to go to the cross for you and for me. 
I mean, that was, that, was, that was his cup, but what's our cup tonight? <laughs> we have a cup, guys. Amen. I'll say it. We have a cup. And you know what? If we don't have a cup tonight, we'll have one. And how are we going to address this? Lord, take this cup from me. He knew ahead of time that he was going to the cross. But his heart asked anyway. I, and you know what? I, I believe he would have took the cup anyway because he did. I couldn't have done it. Verse 43, then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. And, and I gather from that that there is Strength in prayer. Even if, even if, guys, even if it doesn't seem like it. You know, uh, back in the day when I, I share this with you all the time, when, when mom was a widow uh, at my age of seven, and she raised five kids. And I, I remember her sometimes uh, sitting not saying anything verbally, but just rocking back and forth in prayer. And, and I, I knew exactly, I, I knew what kind of woman she was because she had turned all things over to the Lord. And I just remember her meditating on God's word within her heart. It wasn't soothing for me to look at then, but it sure is now because I find myself in that place right now. And, and, and so do you. So do you. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. And then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. The man was in prayer. Sometimes uh, it's going to take that quiet time away uh, from everyone, fervently praying, tears coming down your eyes. It's, it's going to take prayers like that. He, the man went into prayer. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he, he gave everything there. He, he left it there. And when he rose up from prayer and had come to his disciples, he found them sleeping from sorrow. And that's what I wanted to deal with. Our sorrow. That the Lord would not, that we would ask the Lord not to allow us to be sorrowful when we face trials but that we would give everything to God in prayer. And you know, I, I just keep going back. Everything, if, if you came up to me, if you came up to one of our pastors, if you came up to one of the prayer team and, and said, hey, you know, I, I just got some things going on in my life, uh, get, let's, let's pray. And, and it's not, you're not going to get, I'll pray for you tonight or I'll remember to pray with you. The word should be, let's pray. 
because we are a church and we are people that are in need of prayer. Amen? But this time, as he speaks, he said, Then he said to them, Why do you sleep? Why are we weary? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. You know, I, I, I looked at sleep, uh, just a couple uh, a definition that I wanted to use for sleep, and it was a spiritual heaviness that must be shaken off in order to remain awake in this evil time. That's a, a message to God's church. You see, when everyone, when, when we can't, uh, man, when I, I, I don't want to get on the political trail. I just want to stay on the church trail. And business needs to be done in the church. It just needs to be taken care of, guys. And, and I believe that, that as we, as a, as a, as a, a sanctuary, uh, actually I thought about the, the 25 corridors starting from Wyoming all the way down to Colorado Springs. There's churches in every exit, every city. I know because we've prayed for them before. What if every church went into prayer and just gave our problems to the Lord? Wouldn't that be something? But don't allow us to fall into a spiritual heaviness that has to be shaken off. Pray lest you enter into temptation. Lord, keep us from temptation. And, and you know what? You fill in the blank on that one. You ask God what that temptation is in your life. But the answer is at the cross. Let's turn back to 1 Timothy, and we're going to finish up. You guys doing okay out there? Amen. I, uh, I love my church. I, 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 uh, I give you my heart tonight. And uh, Pastor Jason, uh, just uh, that, that, that first prayer request about uh, being desperate in prayer, it, that is my, my desire for you, that, that we would uh, obtain a, a desperate, fervent attitude as we approach God. Prayer changes things, guys. Amen. It changes things. Amen. I'll finish up. I'm, I'm going to start this over, okay? There's only three, three verses. He says, therefore, in closing, I urge, I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayer, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. We got that, right? We got that. For kings and all who are in authority. Guys, when we get on our knees, we don't get on our knees as a Republican or a Democrat. We pray 
for all men in authority because we are believers in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Say amen. That's a hard amen. We don't pray for selective people. We, we pray for the neighborhoods that we may drive through. And sometimes you might say, man, thank God I don't live there. It's that kind of prayer. Those are hard prayers, man. Hard prayers. For kings and all who are in authority, this is what I wanted you to listen to that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and reverence. I looked at that word godliness. It meant holy living, that we may live holy, that we may have a proper conduct and attitude before God in everything. And when we pray the way we're instructed to pray, then we'll, we'll do better, we'll feel better, our hearts. We can sleep peacefully at night because we've given everything to Jesus. Amen. That word reverence, it was deep respect and dignity. It was our holy behavior before man. And then finally, pray like that because it's good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, in closing, who desires all men, all men, meaning all men and women, all boys and girls, what? To be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Amen. That's why we pray. my message to anyone is that you come to the knowledge of the truth that the Lord died for a wretch as myself. He, he died for us. I have a, I have a buddy that, that sometimes, uh, we, we've known each other for years, sometimes she'll just send me a text and says, Avant, Jesus died for you. And I'll say amen, sister. And, and I'll pass that word on to you. If, if, if there's one or any tonight that has to do business with the Lord, it's that time uh, that we offer you. We offer you the opportunity to stand, uh, to come to the altar if you'd like, to give your life to the Lord. There's a fight that usually goes on when that, when that offer is given. Uh, my fight was next week. It was always do it next week, Avant, until I got out of the, the church. And then there's some of us who are praying right now that that fight won't happen, that if it is you, I, I, I invite you to stand right now if there's someone that does not know the Lord in the sanctuary.
and then we shall call it a believers meeting. And then I'll invite you uh, after my prayer. The worship team would like to come up. That if you are in need of prayer, uh, that we'll have pastors and prayer team down here uh, to pray with you. Uh, if the Lord leads. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for this evening and we thank you for your goodness and for your mercy, Lord. We thank you for God's word. Lord, we just thank you for everything. Lord, we thank you for Calvary Chapel of Aurora and, and uh, from where you brought us to where we are today. Uh, Lord, my, my prayer personally, Lord, is that you would guard and protect us, Lord, our family members, Heavenly Fathers. We continue to pray for those, Lord, who are in need of prayer. Lord, continue to remind us. Lord, would you keep us from seeing and unseen dangers physically and spiritually, Lord, and allow us to know that all of our help cometh from the Lord. Lord, that we would always know, Heavenly Father, uh, that we can call on you, Lord, and we shall call upon you. We thank you for this evening, Heavenly Father, and we give you the praise and the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. We pray that you've been encouraged by this Bible study delivered live from the sanctuary of Calvary Aurora. For prayer or a copy of this study, call us at 877-30-GRACE. That's 877-304-7223. Or visit us online at calvaryaurora.org. Be blessed as you worship Jesus this week.